Warning, the following podcast contains graphic violence, coarse language, adult themes, and nudity, and other content that some listeners may find triggering. Torture you, my friend. Trigger me timbers. Trigger me timbers, yeah. Trigger me timbers. Trigger me timbers. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Trigger Me Timbers podcast, the show that brings you the latest in shocking, startling, and otherwise triggering news. My name is Hubert, and as always, I'm joined by my great friend, Philip. Hello, how are you all doing? Never been better. This week, we are joined by an extra special guest, our good friend, Olivia. Olivia, how are you today? Hi. Well. <laughs> Great to hear it. Great to hear it. Um, so, Olivia, we something we like to do with our guests is we like to ask them to tell the podcast listeners a little something about themselves. What are you into and uh, what gets you triggered? <laughs> what am I into? I'm into ironic pubs in the last year or so. Um, what the hell is that? It's a pub that's so bad that you, like, snigger as you go in the door. Like milk crates and stuff? And chalkboards? No, no, no. Oh. Like, like regional pubs. Oh, like Mad Old's could be Granders. Or yeah. just dodgy, like, gross stink. people. Like, Stankin. they stink yeah. so bad. You'd usually go there. But then if it's ironic, it's fun. Swearing um, coming out of the smoke area. I love those pubs. Yeah. And I like roasted garlic. And... Mm, that sounds good. I might try that. I like affordable housing. I don't like that. Well, I wouldn't know. I've never experienced it. <laughs> but what, what, oh, uh, what, what triggers me? Yeah, what triggers you? Consultants. Consultants. Oh, the yeah. smarmy, slimy salespeople. Yeah. But huh? I've talked about that a lot in the past. That's fine. No one like, knows you. You can go again. I can't have them. Look, another time. But I fucking hate them. What about contractors? Um, Contractors, I think they're kind of being fucked over by the system a bit more. Consultants are gaming the system. Mm, excellent. I've been fucked over. I'm a victim of the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice, right? Well, what about uh, environmental things? Do they, do they trigger you? Climate change? No, or just, like, I'm, I think no. I think we're fucking done for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't trigger you. Just don't care no, anymore. I literally it's desensitized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fucked. I was. I thought we were gonna die like fifty years ago. As far as we here. Okay. What about gender issues? Like males, females, that sort of shit. Yeah. Equality. Yeah. I definitely do hate that. But um, if you just like don't go out at night and like stay single, then you're pretty safe. <laughs> what? <Just don't. laughs> Just don't live. You're safe. In your house, you're safe. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, what one, one, oh, a couple of other housekeeping issues. Yeah. One thing I'll say for the listeners' benefit is this is the second attempt at recording this podcast. Yeah. We we failed. Our recording equipment failed us last week. Mm. Um, so you there, there are ten minutes of lost tapes uh, that will be in the dustbin of history that we'll never be able to hear. But hopefully, we'll be able to replicate that gold content again today. <laughs> Um, second thing that I mentioned in the lost tapes is that uh, this is the one year anniversary of the first ever recording of Trigger Me Timbers. So, uh, congratulations to us. Despite all the naysayers, we did it. We're here. Mama, we made it. 40 views um, altogether. <laughs> Woo. My bad. 38 of them were me when I was editing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a good milestone. Thanks so much for all your support. One a fortnight. One a fortnight's good. And most of our listeners have come on to speak. We've had like 20, 22 guests, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It'll be nothing without our guests. Um, shout out to you all. And without further ado, let's kick it off. Phil is going to kick us off this week with a triggering article. Yeah, I got a decent one today. All right. This one's a bit of justice, a little bit of mm. gender issues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. legal issues. <clears throat> um, it's written by Calla Wildquist. It says, oh, I think it's in from The Guardian. Shit, it better be. It's uh, titled A Mass Imprisonment Crisis. Why more women are doing time. Mm, yeah. Um, so, a little highlight from it all. Oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's how it starts. Seven years ago, Rhonda Davis went to a party with her partner. She fell asleep at the wheel on the drive home. He died and she was sentenced to five years in prison, mm. half of which she had to do served as hard time. Mm. So, there you go. There's um, a new AIHW report. Um, that lady was one of the more... Um, Better off, ladies, because this report found that just 17% of female prisoners have finished year 12. Mm, I did see this. Um, I did see this. So yeah, unlike that lady I just mentioned, you know, it's kind of negligence, accident, like obviously unintentional, probably just a normal bloody lady going about their life. Mm. 
they are most ladies that are in prison. Uh, one in four were unemployed, looking for work. 30 days prior to incarceration. 25% unemployment, that's pretty bad. Just 15... Okay, this doesn't make sense, but just 15% were in full or part-time work or study. So I guess there's a big gap. Some people weren't even looking for work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So only 15% were in full-time, part-time or yeah. study. Like uh, housewives? Murderous housewives? That's strange. Well, I don't think all of them are murderers. That, um, no. Well, we'll get to these okay. people. We'll get a complete picture after these dot points. <laughs> Sorry. Um, some 27% were in short-term emergency or accommodation. Mm. So what are these people in emergency like, you know, low yeah. SES sort of just dealing with bloody issues, DV. Yeah. Um, you know, this was in the month before entering prison, so, you know, leading up to their crime or whatever. And 7% were sleeping rough or in a squat. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, they overwhelmingly came from disadvantaged backgrounds and had histories of poverty, domestic violence, social deprivation, and childhood trauma. Mm. Uh, more than a third had been diagnosed with a chronic condition. 86% smoked. 74% had used illicit drugs in the past 12 months, particularly methamphetamines. Yeah, so, fast. three quarters of them have done freaking ice. Wow. No wonder it leads to bloody prison sentences. But this one's the crazy one. A third of them had a head injury causing unconsciousness. Ooh. At some stage, like within, I didn't really give it time. Like for in their, li- in like their in life, in their life, I suppose. Yeah, mm. and fifteen percent of them were like ongoing, you know, health problem, their head injury. Like if they had a quiet brain injury. Fifteen percent of them had a quiet brain injury. Thirty percent had been knocked mm. out. I've been knocked out. I play football. I've never been knocked out. Um, yeah. So the male um, prisoners have increased forty five percent. So it's a lot going up there. But females have increased sixty four percent. This is mm. in the last decade. Um, so it's a lot of lot of growth. Um, uh, so the president of the Australian Law Council, Pauline Wright, says that the recent tightening of bail laws, not really recent, like the last 30 years or whatever it is, the recent tightening of bail laws, the use of mandatory sentencing and a shift for longer sentences for drug offences mm. are among the reasons. So the intention of the laws that are increased community safety, but it just causes impoverished women to go to jail. Mm. So I guess the laws really aren't kind of working. You know, it was meant to be targeting violent crimes and... Mm. You know, how do you get some of these violent criminals? Oh, well, a lot of them are dealing drugs and mm. stuff. Let's just crack down on drugs or whatever. You know, it's an easy way to deal with a black and white way to mm. deal with, like, violent people. They always have drugs on them. Like, oh, but it's <laughs> crack weird down then, on that, crack down on that. It's weird then that men didn't go up the same amount because surely more men take drugs and or if they're cracking down on drug takers. Mm, it must mm. be something else uh, as well, right? Yeah. Um, well, there's a few other stories. So um, one lady was... Like her and all her friends did ice, but she happened to have the connection to get the best ice. So that she was the one buying for everyone. Therefore, she Fucking became winner. a drug dealer and got caught and busted and everyone else uh, just got off with you. Know? And she's like, but we're all doing the exact same thing. Any one of us could have done the sourcing. It just happened to be me. Fucking like, tall poppy. We're a group of friends. And We're a group of friends. We're all doing drugs. Yeah, but... Can we you know, split the time? If we all go in, well, we have six months each. It could have easily been Sharon or... So like true. Olivia, yeah. it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's yeah. a group of them all being They're like, all doing all it, do it. All right, I'll yeah. do it. Draw, draw Someone's got to do it, right? Draw. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, oh, yeah, and this is another one. Jesus, these are all just crazy stats. 40% of women in jail in Australia are on remand, meaning they have not been found guilty of a crime. Ooh. What? Just in there, some shit or yeah, remand. I don't really does know that, what that means. Does that mean like the court case is pending or yeah, stuff like that? In the WA, there's a lot of, in jail until recently because of those fines, make... unpaid fines, yeah. jailing the poor yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy stuff women. like that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um. Well, but the, I, I thought people on remand, unless there's a like the unsafe for the community, I thought they can just be like hanging out waiting for their court sentence in the community. Yeah, yeah. Well, tightening of bail and bail costs, and these are all like low SES people, no money, and fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so on top of all these like drug issues, and then like people just being unlucky, like the whole negligence thing. I find negligence as a crime, like hard time crime, just ridiculous. As if this lady like intended to kill her partner. She fucking just fell asleep at the wheel just because she decided to get going. She wanted to get home, so to pull over the wheel. Was she fell asleep? Had she been drinking? No, she just fell she asleep. She just fell asleep. Yes, yeah, but, you know, I'm biased here. I'll, I'll say I also fell asleep at the wheel once. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But it's still silly that, like, any like, negligence... It's an accident. ...is... Uh, I find all negligence stupid. Yeah. The whole idea of manslaughter rises the same. Like, no one actually meant to. Yeah, yeah, but if you punch someone in the head, like, you still want to hurt them or whatever. <laughs> think, like, that's a bit different to, like... That's true. I just didn't mean to fall asleep, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's five really years. That, that, that doesn't pass the, the pub test, in my opinion, for mm-hmm. accidentally killing your husband. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Well, half, half of it was hard time rest. Is, I don't know what they do. Just probably GPS tags and their angles or something. Get some I don't sunshine. Know. 
just well, bail stuff like good behavior mm. checking in every 24 hours um anyway yeah that was pretty much it and so mm. basically are our laws wrong and we have not got justice right or is justice to shit that's my question which one is it do we have, are we not doing justice right or is justice to shit isn't that the same thing no no like our laws could have like the laws the right are fine and we're not doing it right. They're not achieving the right goals. So yeah. we're not doing justice right. Or justice is just shit. Like we, well, just, we just have no way to do justice right. Well, I do fucking hate white collar crime and they should all be in jail because they just they don't deserve to have a good time. But actually, maybe the only people who should be in jail are actually violent people. And if these women aren't violent, then they maybe just need a bit of help. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think like, that's a great point because it's like why... Yeah, going back to first principles, why do you want people to be in jail in the first place? Mm. And well, yeah, well, yeah, some people would argue justice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I think, my, yeah, well, you know, my my view is that rehabilitation and and or protecting society from violent or dangerous people is probably they're probably the two main. Yeah. Um, well, I would what the yeah two main uh, motivators should be, and yeah, like like Olivia said, if they're not. If these people aren't threatening to society, um, and like you talked about the huge percentage of drug-related offences, and I know America has like an insane problem with over-incarceration of mm. um, people on like minor drug. Or oh, privatized prisons. Fuck that as yeah. well. well that's we a whole, that. Yeah, that's a whole other story. But um, but I think that's like weed, and you know they're just harmless. But the generally actually there's a lot of harm with weed. But um, the ice is like generally yeah. makes people violent. That's pretty fucked. Like they're they're lady dealing to her friends. Like, oh yeah. They're all getting pretty fucked up, and um, yeah, uh, maybe if she didn't hook him up, maybe they wouldn't have done it. You know, who knows? The thing is, is like a lot of them are probably safer in jail than they are with a crazy partner, ex-partner around in the community. Mm. So that's one thing, and probably their kids. I don't know who's looking after their kids, but as long as they can see uh, their kids, sometimes. Yeah, there were a ton of births. There were some stats on the births in prison, and the kids have to do time with the mom and stuff. Oh. And yeah, I bad. see. I think that's really good because what else is a kid doing? It's like sitting in a house. They're not going to know if they're in prison. Mm, they get to hang out with a lot of ladies. Bad, yeah, like, bad influence people. No. <laughs> Covens. <laughs> Witches. Um, I think that that's kind of good because they don't know any different as if they're getting like skin to skin and that like basic emotional contact. They're not going to know that they're in jail. They're just, it's a bit of a, like, yeah, I don't think a big notice, old house. Yeah. Kids yeah. just hang out in a house, yeah, you know, like it's jail, don't yeah, they? Yeah, we literally jail them in little jails. You force them food. <laughs> they don't have a choice. They don't even get to pick from a menu. Exactly. They can eat what their mum gives them. So basically, I think we should put babies in jail. <laughs> <laughs> they already are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think the, um, yeah, like yeah, Olivia alluded to it as well. It's like what, what's the alternative rather than throwing all these people in jail? Especially when the you know you think about like all the, those crazy stats you were talking about with the um, the low rates of literacy and mm. and you know the fact that it's all low, super low SES people and. Um, you know, obviously it would be an incredibly like cyclical generational yeah. problem. Um, and like, what's, you know, what's the solution? If, if you throw them in jail, do they really yeah. actually benefit? It's about um, outcomes, right? And that's yeah. where jail always falls short because actually there's never good outcomes. No one ever just goes, wow, I'm a more functional person. Yeah. Jail. Yeah. But like, yeah, surely like you think like, you know, two, two good alternatives. One is giving people better kind of psychological help, mm. uh, and then to help with their, you know, um, like that, that's probably a good way to help people to not be reliant on drugs, for example. Um, but then also just giving people financial stability and, and more social support. Yeah. Um, Raise at- new start. <laughs> that's Please. what we say. Mm. Yeah, present preventative stuff and like yeah. refuges and whatever, just prevent people from getting bloody head injuries and getting on ice and stuff. I yeah. Know. I don't think most of their lives are probably very good. It's not like yeah. white collar crime where you're just like, Take too much cocaine with your husband, and then there's a house raid. House raid, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds like personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> no one would ever get in jail for that, right? <laughs> like, anyway, cool. Found it quite triggering. Just uh, yeah, yeah justice just seems a little Pretty bizarre. Dark. Just seems like why would you jail these people? Like it's just mm. they're just disadvantaged. Like you're jailing them for their circumstance. Like you were born into the wrong family. Yeah. Get in the jail. Mm. Yeah, Actually. and it's very traumatic for like. Mm. Um, family bonding trauma. and mm. stuff like yes you can come visit them but if it's like formatively when you start to go to the, like school age you're not really going to see your mum a lot of the week mm. don't know who yeah, the fuck knows where your dad is or the other partner too probably with a grandparent or a carer or a foster carer and then you're absolutely fucked foster care is fucking worse than anything else so I'm not going to reveal where I work 
Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Thanks, Phil. Well, trigger rating. Hit me up. What do you reckon? Oh, you got a number. Trigger rating. Yeah, yeah. So, um, is ten the trick most triggered tri- ever? Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm very triggered by that. Those, some of those statistics were absolutely shocking. Mm. Um, startling. Startling and otherwise triggering. I would, I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, yeah, there are. Uh, it seems like it's such a such a basic solution to a complicated problem just just lock lock them up uh yeah it's basic as yeah when there like there are so many i mean yeah there are plenty of other um yeah i think better better Mm. solutions the policies could be amended like go back on the bail laws and turn down turn it down on the bloody um drug laws and stuff i don't know just focus on violence or don't do some sort of like community community justice where you just like get someone to hang out with you and say yeah, how are you going don't do fuck shit mm-hmm. yeah like in home programs. family support I've, I've seen um i don't know where i saw this was it on seek or maybe through like a rental when i was looking for a rental house that was like a house and like hey live here it's rent free and you get like a meal allowance all you have to do is like live with some super disadvantaged mm-hmm. person they might be underage mm-hmm. and, um, like a carer like thing yeah like a vulnerability card and I was like, mm, free rent? Hell yeah. Mm, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to like live with someone with mad problems. But yeah, you're, <laughs> you're just like in-house with them and yeah. you hang out with them and like show them, just show them how to freaking live. I don't know. Yeah. Like I have a housemate, but that's not, that's good influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Paid for by the council community, whatever. Yeah. 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 The worst thing, the, the other really terrible thing is that if it's Aboriginal women, the jails are really far away from all their family anyway, usually. Mm. So that's even worse. You get taken away from community and I don't know if, if the other women not white or Aboriginal or whatever but you just feel so it's like social isolation like can't practice the culture probably can't see your kids because they're eight hours away and the kids can't afford to drive to get there like it's just probably even worse for them well it's, yeah it's jail I mean you can't do anything white people can't no one can practice their culture you can't bloody <laughs> white give you your TV that's the takeaway watch? white people can't practice their culture <laughs> no, in jail no one can yes I mean, they can jail. <laughs> <laughs> what, what culture can you practice you can play you can run around and watch TV I, oh, okay. I think white people are probably fine. Lift weights, read books. Is that yeah. meat pies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pesto pasta. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the other thing I was going to say that really triggers me is the, the huge percentage of homeless people that are in jail as mm. well. Because it's like, yeah. like, and, and, you know, I just think like it's, it's very, um, this is the like very kind of economist policy maker way of thinking, but like, it's very expensive to incarcerate people as well, yeah, like in terms is. of taxpayer dollars. So yeah. people don't think about that when they just think, oh, all these like junkies just lock them up. You know, it's, it's so like yeah. even if you're like a conservative, uh, a fiscally conservative person, there are better ways you get bang for your buck, spending Absolutely. money on social programs to maybe a few, a few bars on your windows rather than um, locking someone up. It'd be cheaper. You won't get robbed. Bars yeah, on so windows. true. And then you can make little bars for your baby too. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's super, super unfair on a lot of these people, and it's sad because it's intergenerational and mm. yeah, typical problem. So yeah, I'm, I'm very triggered. I'll, I'll give that a solid eight on the trigger scale. Oh, thanks, legend. How about yourself, mm. Olivia? Um, unfortunately, I was very familiar with the issue. Damn it! But it was still a really good one. Kudos for you to pick that. Um. I would say I'd be like nine out of ten triggered if it was like, if there were rapes and stuff happening in jail, like in other countries, if it was really corrupt, fucked shit, then you're not safe anywhere and you're being fucked over in every angle. So really, as a pessimist, that would be the worst. I think that that's like a seven for me. It's like pretty bad, but okay. as long as they get like a warm bed. It's not news to you. It's not news, no. But but it was a fucking private prison. Ten. Fucking tangent. Private right? prison. Mm-hmm. Well, on yeah. private prisons, really quickly, I highly recommend. Louis Thoreau has done a few documentaries on mm. prisons in America, and one of them's on the private prison system. Fantastic documentaries. Yeah, fucking. I will watch. I love a good doco. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm pretty triggered. Just jailing poor people. It's just stupid. Yeah. Well done. Pretty good. Yeah. I'll so what? What's the average? A nine. A nine. So eight. The average and eight. Seven. Yeah. Cool. Strong. Yeah. Strong trigger. Strong from myself. Well Lovely. done, me. Proud for me. Lock up the babies. <laughs> Can you can can you name it this podcast that? Lock, lock up the babies. Lock up the babies. Lock up yeah. the babies. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Trigger me ten. I'll torture you, my friend. Trigger me timbers. Trigger me timbers. Yeah. Trigger me timbers. Trigger me timbers. All right, guys. Here comes my article. Um, just uh, heads up to the listeners. The some of the reactions you might hear might not be as uh, you know as animated as, as you would normally expect from this <laughs> cracking banter that I'm about to provide because these guys have heard this article in the Lost Tapes. 
as mentioned earlier. The Lost Tapes, so good. But anyway, are you guys ready to hear it again? Absolutely. Yes, I am, sorry. All right, so backstory to this article, why I chose it. So um, Olivia and I have had some good conversations in recent times about the, um, well, yeah, her, her term that she likes to use is the broken toys room which I, I found to be quite quite a humorous metaphor for basically when you go to a, a group event um, and as the as a person not in a relationship, you often get thrown into basically a group of misfits, um, you know, sit at, sat at the kids' table at a wedding, for example. Yeah. Um, There's always bunk beds. doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> bunk beds, you know, yeah, just treated like a pariah um, <laughs> for not being in a relationship. Uh, and so, yeah, we've, we've, we've bonded over this common experience. Um <laughs> But yeah, basically, um, so I, I, I then found this article that I think well, might appeal to those, those type of people, you know, the, the misfits and broken toys out there, um, maybe some lonely people as well. <laughs> so um, this article is from Vice and the title is Japanese engineers create robot hand for lonely people to hold. Come on, guys, let you show Fuck. <laughs> That's dark, man. God damn it. That's <laughs> no, right, I'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> no, keep it in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the article begins by saying that we're living in an era where finding a romantic companion is the easiest it's ever been, which I thought was quite triggering in itself. Um, and the article goes on. Yet many people still don't get their happily ever after. So for those single, lonely, hopeless romantics out there, these engineers have created a robotic hand. Um, not, not a robotic body, just a hand. So um, the hand is called, uh, it's, yeah, Japanese, it's called the Asampo Kanojo, and it roughly translates to walk girlfriend. Um, so it's a, yeah, like I said, a warm, human-like motorized hand made for people who just want a hand to hold. Um, so the, as the engineer himself said for some people finding a girlfriend is, girlfriend is very difficult um, and so he really wanted people to experience holding your girlfriend's hand more easily than finding a girlfriend so um, yeah so basically there, there's a uh, I'll, I'll post the link to the article on our social media so you guys can see it but it's quite Terminator-esque I would say the hand it's a bit intimidating um, but the engineers supposedly added in a bunch of features to make it more human-like uh, to improve the experience. Wait, it's interesting. So it's in, it's ja- it's in Japan, right? Yeah. And it's weird that they... I know there are like, quite strong gender roles in Japan, but it's weird that they specifically say it's like a girlfriend. Like I would have thought that even sadder in Japan would be single women. Maybe they're so sad they don't even get a market. Like They just need to not even talk about the fact that they're single yeah like just for men like so privileged it's such the there's a where's robot the patriarchy hand? out there yeah like, but yeah and where's the boyfriend hand i'll come to that okay i cool. will come to that um so um anyway this hand has a it's made of a soft pliable gel to recreate the tenderness of a woman's hand it also has an internal pressure sensor which prompts the hand to squeeze back when the user squeezes it first mimicking the reaction of a real hand um, so I found this quite interesting. The hand is mounted on a structure that is aligned perpendicular to the user's wrist, which gives a tugging sensation to the arm when you walk too quickly, which supposedly creates a hyper-realistic feeling of walking along with a girlfriend who walks slightly slower than you. Ah, um, long-legged with- men. So impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't realize that was a pleasant sensation. Apparently, there's <laughs> to do. Um, dragged behind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the other hand has an internal heater um, oh, yeah. to allow warmth to radiate from its fingers. And the hand also sweats through a piece of moistened Gross. fabric placed inside. Ew. Just when you thought it couldn't get more disturbing. Um, so, yeah, there's um, the. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a few other features. So the hand, um, it includes sound effects that can be played through your phone. So these include sounds of footsteps, breathing, and the gentle rustling of clothing. It's fucking dark. It's what? Dark. It's so dark. It's so dark. Gross. Um, and finally, there is the smell. So the hand is treated with women's shampoo, and a scent is released when the cloth is heated. Um, but just on the smell, and on Olivia's earlier point, I hear you ask, where is the boyfriend robot? Yeah. So the engineers do plan to create a male version of the robot hand. Um, and they've said that the the um, difference between the two 
will be that the male hand will be made out of more durable outer coating and they will substitute fragrances such as cologne, barbecue charcoal, or motor oil. <laughs> the three most common smells of men. Uh, so anyway. That is just sexist. <laughs> Yeah. Keyboards. I smell like a keyboard. I'll just sit on my computer all day. Yeah, so bloody true. <laughs> Take it up with the engineers. Um, and anyway, so yeah, I'd be keen to hear your guys' thoughts mm. on that invention. Would you Would you be lining up to buy one? Um, mm. And yeah, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, value for money. Anything under about mm, eighty dollars. Yeah, I'd buy it. How much does it cost? Probably thousands. I had a whole week to look it up and I forgot. I have no <laughs> idea how much it costs. Two weeks. <laughs> um, how much would you pay for that? How much would I pay? Mm. Probably as like a bad Christmas Santa gift. I mean, secret Santa gift. Maybe $20. Mm. But what if you tried it and it was actually pretty fucking awesome? Pretty fucking sick. Then I'd say, well, I've spent more... Di- like, i spent thousands of dollars on skincare, so I don't see why. Mm. Makes you feel happy, yeah. Mm. I do like the fact that it's small so you could take it travelling, if you wish. Yeah. You don't have to buy a plane seat. Yeah, you don't have like to like. Man or woman. Yeah. yeah. If you get a whole body one, I'd want it to like fold up into a little like wallet size. <laughs> and you can just like mm. pop in your back. Mm. Back pocket. Yeah, it sounds good. Convenience. There's a lot of convenience there. Efficiencies, yes. All right. So you're convinced? No, I think it's pretty stupid. Don't you want to talk to somebody? I mean, what the hell is this fucking physiological feeling of holding hands? I don't get it. I think that, I think that the physiological stuff is probably pr- pretty legit. Like... We're actually so fucking basic, right? Like weighted blankets. Like just something heavy on you makes you feel comforted, right? So what about something heavy with like the smell of a woman? Surely that don't make you feel like better even. Mm. People are going nuts. Yeah, the smells, feels, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Phil, if this isn't enough for you, then let me tell you about companion robots and sex robots, which was kind of the, this was the rabbit hole I went down uh, after after reading about this. Um, (laughs) So... Um, yeah, so as I said, I did a bit of reading on companion robots, sex robots, and I came across my all-time favourite word, teledildonics, which refers to <laughs> refers to uh, effectively sex toys, aka dildos that are controlled um, using telecommunications. So you can yeah yeah this is like quite common yeah on lovehoney.com for example. <laughs> so. What's the point? Well, I don't get it. Wait, oh, other people control it for you or something. If you wish. Mm. I think maybe you can do it yourself as well. Yeah. But why do you need to do it remotely? Like, That's how true. far away from your own body are you? <laughs> what, yeah. Maybe you're trying to make dinner. Maybe you're studying. Maybe you're going for a run. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're someone on the other side of the world to give you a good time. Yeah. yeah. Long distance relationships, but you know what? They yeah. don't work, and this is just gonna yeah. You know, try and yeah, keep the keep the, the, the failed dream alive or whatever it is. I don't know. It's just gonna keep them going when it should. It's then. <laughs> yeah, run out there. Love is real. Um. Yes. So, uh, let's have a quick chat about the ethics of sex robots. I think that'll be a bit of fun. Mm. So, um, basically, you know, so there's, there's there's two sides to the argument. So one one there's one school of thought that suggests that sex robots will be great for society because um, people with kind of weird mm. sexual perversions, mm. pedophiles, you know, etc. Yeah. Um, people with weird, like, you know, harmful fetishes or whatever can basically take out their desires on mm. these robots that don't actually feel pain or, mm. or whatever. Um, so some people think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, another example is like, you know, are uh, robots kind of less... Uh, less ethically evil than um, sex workers even uh, when it comes to like things like sex trafficking and kind of you know uh, so we can uh, sex traffic robots yeah well (laughs) well yeah 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 Yeah. but it's yeah yeah, um, I guess like uh, obviously yeah not in the case of like it's good because if you're someone with who doesn't have much empathy right so you're an offender of some sort that's great but maybe if you don't have much empathy you'll do whatever you want anyway so then you just get robots and you get whatever you want mm. no, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of psychopaths out there that are actually a good have the, have the limits yeah. they're just like yeah I don't feel anything but I'm going to do bad shit you know oh yeah but that, then they do bad shit yeah of course psychopaths yeah. but. I would think uh, I'd like to see a survey I want to see some data I want to see people use these yeah. sex robots for a few years and be like hey did you find it satisfying did you have to go further and yeah. just go and see children are you happy with your little child robot or some shit you know? and if they are satisfied with their robot then that's bloody good give them the robots well when I lived in China there was it was really really common 
um, to see public masturbation of like white women on wow. the street. And I think there's actually a lot of countries that that's quite common. But anyway, I was like, hmm, that was quite haunting. Mostly just like the blank stare, like staring into your eyes. It's like a power thing. Um, And it's just gross because you think that they're just, I don't know. Anyway, and then you just ride past and you're like, oh, that was so weird. And then I looked on the internet and I was like, I don't care about this as long as it doesn't escalate. Like, what is this link with public masturbation and actual rape? What are the links between public masturbation and, um, you know, domestic abuse? And it's actually very, very low. So okay. people who probably right. if you let them public masturbate, then it they're not. They're actually not likely to. I mean, please check this because I looked at the time. It's interesting. But you think yeah, people and so, in Asia are like, oh, yeah, but you guys have rapists. We just have public masturbation. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't exactly know why, thing. but that made I'll me feel it. totally fine about. It. Like it was weird. But I was like, mate, if that's all you're gonna do, have a lovely time. I don't care. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, interesting. So I don't know if it would be the same with this kind of robot. Anyway, I'd like to see the robot data. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, it's funny you should bring that up. So the that, And it's a great segue to the other side of the argument, people who are anti, anti-sex robot. And their main argument, one of their main arguments, is that there is no evidence yet that these robots do, do good. reduce harm or... Yeah, but what about just for pleasure? Oh, well, yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's another story. Um, but... Uh, it's not a public health fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a private market. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> I'm sure that, yeah, there would be TGA's a TGA's not going to fucking have a problem with it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but like, but even... So, okay. So, get, getting away from that kind of, yeah, the weird kind of psychopath angle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the, you know, what, yeah, what about, what about the run-of-the-mill people who just want to have a good time with the robot? Yeah. What, what are kind of the effects of that on society, perhaps? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, so some, some arguments come up like, um, you know, just the idea of creating a, a, a human-like, you know, and, and in most cases, cases a woman-like uh, mm. kind of robot or doll or whatever um, that effectively can't say no, uh, you know, can't can't consent, mm. um, can't, can they can be violated and abused without um, any effect, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, so one question is, like, would that encourage people to then maybe mm. want to then do that with real people? Um, could, it would uh, come to... I have a good counter-argument. Yeah, go yeah. on. You go. Please both. Please both destroy me. You go. I was going to say, it's, uh, you know, if you're worried about people going too far and being disrespectful of their robot and then carrying that out into their normal personal mm. life, uh, arguably blokes already do that when they hang out with their mate blokes, mates. Or like if, they treat them like shit and put them down, and then they try and do that around women, and it's just not. Yeah, good. and like, what are the links between watching like really violent porn and yes, violent yes. committing? Do you want to know? Because that's in the article that I read. Is it high? Research shows that men who have been exposed to violent pornography are more likely to behave violently towards women in their lives. Oh, random. Um, and the, the argument then is that this is like a more this would be a more like immersive experience than pornography, so it could even be make it even worse. Worse, yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah, the potential for it to carry over into society. Yeah. Um, again, like we're probably talking about the minority of people here. Yeah, but it's enough to just cause harm. Yeah, right. But um, so yeah, it, it would. Yeah, it's a shame that because there, there probably are a lot of people who just want to have a good time with the mm. robot. You know, lonely people. But um, it it's about impulse control and it's about empathy, right? It's the mm. same people having all the fucking issues in all the areas of their life. Mm. Mm. Because you shouldn't have to treat them like a toddler. Like, oh, don't hurt a real person. Fucking idiot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, but that, I thought it was yeah it was inter- interesting mm. to kind of read both sides. Um, the other final thing I'll bring up is uh, the so somebody also raised the question of um, would you you know because obviously like yeah sex robots and companion robots they're like they're they're in a different category to just like other sex toys because they are more more human like mm. um, banter and yeah and and at what level does it become adultery? For example, to have sex with a robot. Oh yeah, cheating. Um, it's up to your partner. You could you could uh, get with a whole other human being, and your partner might not mind and call it adultery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would think maybe it's it's good practically if you have different sex drives. Mm. Um, but also if they like the robot more than you, then the relationship's probably dead in the water anyway. Yeah, it's probably not a very healthy relationship, yeah. is it? So I think yeah. it's actually quite a good test. Offer mm. them a robot, and if they really like it. Mm. I think if your robot has better banter than your partner, <laughs> yeah, that's a huge concern. Now, this hand robot that the whole article is about, mm. the hand robot's a companion one, right? It doesn't give you wristies or anything, does it? 
Oh, Serious fuck. question. That's, yeah. that's not what it's designed. Sickos like you feel might. You can. I reckon you could like attach it to how, the wall. How famous is Grip? Yeah. <laughs> and delete that. Easy. <laughs> All I'm saying is a companion robot. What about the, the banter companion robots? Ones you want to have conversation with? Ask them ethical questions and shit, and they give you a little response from Wikipedia or something. I don't know. Do they? Do they exist? And are they? Yeah. So they are ethical. Yeah. Well, so they are working on yeah the companion robots that like can have more of a conversation mm. with you and respond to you and whatever. And obviously they're getting better over time. Like Siri. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So there's there's one example in the article. Um, there's a sex bot called Roxy, and Roxy spelled with three X's. <laughs> um, very sexy. Uh, and Roxy basically, yeah, you, you can. Uh, this is I found this so triggering. So you can program Roxy based on six personality types. Oh. Do you want to hear what they're called? Auntie Donna. <laughs> yes. Uh, I might like that robot. Um, no, no. So the so her six personalities you can choose from uh, include frigid Farah <laughs> and wild Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't help when the entire of society who makes everything fucking hate women in the first place. Yeah, I wonder how many of these... Got, yeah, you know, because engineering and kind of, yeah, yeah. software, AI development's not <laughs> typically a female-friendly field in the first place. Fantastic point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the other big thing as well with the relationships or whatever is, like, you don't get, like, the full attention of someone 100% of the time. You know, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. You ask them some questions, they don't really respond sometimes. They just be, you know, think about something else. And you're like, oh, that's cool. We'll just chat later. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're used to like full attention and yeah. undivided, just like answers from a robot all the time, it's really going to. And you're like, stop you reading actual human signs about when someone fucking bored with you. Mm. Yes. And then like conflicting personalities, like, you know, wild Wendy, but, you know, super smart and like really engaged in freaking world issues. Like, people don't have the time to have to be across everything and and like be outgoing and fit and like people don't have the time to do all these things usually you can only it's an off trade-off and you just pick one or two of the yeah. major um, not personalities but like things in your life um and a robot if they can do all of them and just be the best of everything just raises your expectations it's just not helpful <laughs> gotta accept imperfection from normal human beings yeah. yeah so yeah well i think like you know the current robots are far from perfect but that's a good point one day there could be uh you know you can mm. make a incredibly intelligent AI that knows exactly how to make you happy or whatever. And then yeah. human women and human men may stand no chance. Yeah. More time to hang out with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, true. I'm keen for that. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, keen to hear your trick rating to us. Uh, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think, Phil? Hmm. Well, if it's cheaper than buy, uh, paying someone to hold your hand, then I'm all for it. It all depends on cost. <laughs> Yeah, cost benefit. Um, I think there wouldn't really be much harm except the cost. Uh, you know, if the banter is exceeding human banter, like from a companion robot, that would be bad maybe. But, you know, just this hand-holding one, not fast. Yeah, um, Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm all for it. People people don't really, didn't learn the skills and it's too late once you're, you know, in your 20s, it's too late to learn the skills. Mm. Your family failed them, or society failed them, and give them some robots. Yeah. That's all. Zero out of ten trigger rating. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four because it's sad. <laughs> so four. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Phil. Um, I'm really triggered at the fact that people who listen to this podcast might think that I actually want a relationship. That's fucking triggering like nine. Um, so I would say for this, depending on the crime data, um, if the crime data is no bueno... I think we're in trouble. But again, such a pessimist, I think we're fucked anyway because of porn and all that. So I'd say at the moment it's about a six triggering, but mostly because the, the fact that people even want companionship triggers me. <laughs> so you think people should just be happy being by themselves? Yeah, I think it's fuck pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, but mm, people are incapable of like, I mean, you, yeah. you don't want to just be alone all your life, right? You want to be dating and like, you know, whatever. Having some relationships. All right, Phil, we get it. You're in a happy long-term relationship. <laughs> you don't want to be alone, alone. For you're, in, not even you're in the broken toys room right now. <laughs> oh, damn it. All I'm saying is uh, we haven't really evolved enough to have uh, just casual dating relationships. It doesn't work. Maybe in a couple of decades, then yeah, hell yeah, we should all just be single forever. Yeah, okay. People, people can't handle and know how to navigate non-long-term, monogamous relationships yet. Mm. Got a few decades to go. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm I'm a bit more triggered than the other two guys yeah. here. So I I think um yeah, something about the like 
I find it very I find all, all these robots very creepy and I think it's it's something to do with like that the uncanny valley effect where like something's kind of human like but it's mm. a bit wrong and it's something in your brain yeah. tells you it's you should be disturbed by it so yeah I, yeah yeah so I, I'm just freaked out by yeah, it yeah probably um, yeah that and makes sense. yeah and I don't like the the fact that it's like I find it's it, like you know it I mean it's it's literally objectifying women mostly mm. literally dehumanizing objectifying a well, yeah woman. it'd be interesting to see if more men use it than more women yeah in certain countries and different ages and yeah. stuff yeah so i think if it was a bit more equal in the mm. gender balance i'd be less triggered but yeah um so yeah. i don't like that as well so yeah i'm, I'm not going to be buying one anytime soon um <laughs> you're neither what about you phil <laughs> no. i've already ordered mine on amazon on my phone here <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> see i'm a i'm i'm, I'm a seven and a half out of ten for myself okay Trig me tin, I'll torture you, my friend. Trig me timbers, trig me timbers, yeah. Trig me timbers, trig me timbers. What do you got for us? Hit me with your article, Olivia. Yes, fire when ready. All right. So, I have a sad tale about um, inequality and vested interests in the health system, and it is presented in the form in the form of lots of media releases yeah, instead that's fine. of an yeah, article. You can just put it all together, the vast story. Yeah. 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 Tell us the tale. So the first thing I need to say is that I'm a third generation pharmacist's daughter, um, very passionate about the pharmacist's role in um, the health system. Firstly, because they're the only free health, health profession we have left. They walk in, they're mostly close to where people live, they're very accessible, um, and there are a bunch of other reasons why I think they're fantastic. Mm. But what I came here to say is that AMA spends all their fucking time natting on about how annoying pharmacists are. And it gets so fucking catty. Yes, well, I've heard they've got a lot of power, those pharmacists. A lot of the, power. the Guild, yeah, I'll get into that. The Guild, look, they have their own issues. Oh, the Guild does, I guess. Yeah, pharmacists earn like 70k. It's embarrassing. Like, I'd never be one. Yes, yeah, that is embarrassing. Um, they're high skills, yeah. So... The one, okay, the, the, the article that I've read last year that really fucking triggered me that I've remembered ever since was Pharmacy Guild prescribes poor patient outcomes. AMA president Dr. Tony Bartone said today, if the Pharmacy Guild wants pharmacists to be doctors, then pharmacists should spend 10 to 15 years studying for a medical degree. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, row, right? Um, Dr. Bartone was responding to a release of the Pharmacy Guild policy paper, basically about... If you're on long-term medication, such as the pill, which is really expensive to go back and get, especially if there's not much block bill doctors, you can just go into the pharmacy and they say, have you been to this before? Sure, you know, two more, um, two more scripts. And the doctors fucking lost their shit. Like, it was just like, basically threatened the pharmacy guild, like... Yeah, that's ridiculous because you can pop them pills like freaking breakfast, man. It doesn't matter, does it? does not, yeah. And like, if, if anyone needs advice on whether they shouldn't be on the pill or those types of things, the pharmacist asks anyway. So if you're a high-risk patient. Mm. Anyway. Um, and then the <laughs> the Pharmacy Guild replied with a really catty media release as well, saying, here's an idea, health professionals working together. <laughs> Whoa. And there was like, it's disappointing that doctors still maintain it's an us-versus-them mentality. Unfortunately, doctors believe that they're at the centre of the health system and it's frankly ridiculous. Fucking true. Who the fuck do they think they are? Well, they're doctors, but yeah. <laughs> Um, the other really dramatic ones are government must dispense with pharmacy guild plan to plunder primary care like they're fucking going out and murdering people Um, so they also lost their shit when uh, pharmacists wanted to do vaccinations Mm. um, when and then doctors also lost their shit because they can't own pharmacies doctors think they should be able to own pharmacies for a patient's best interest Fucking spare me. Um, so there's actually a law preventing doctors from owning the pharmacy. Yeah, and they're, they're not happy about it. conflict of interest. You just refer yeah. them to get all the drugs. Yeah, of course, yeah. Well, in, in one sense, I do think... I was thinking about it today. Like, the fact that pharmacies sell drugs and it is a market, it's a private sector is pretty fucked in that way. Like, you can upsell anything you want because it's your business. Whereas at least you can't actually make money like that in a doctor's surgery. You can make people come back and back and back. But you can't literally like give them like shitty vitamins. Mm. So just something to think about. Yeah. A bit triggering. Wait, um, sorry, hang on. So pharmacists can upsell. 
themselves. Yeah, to because the, the whole the whole yeah. pharmaceutical industry is a pri- is a private industry. Mm. There's no government mm. owns pharmacies. They push them onto like the home brand to like save the money there, right? Or does it give them extra money when they push one? Yeah, thing? the home brand is good for patients. Yeah. Um, and also if you just it's all about sales, right? So you push the the, the brands where, but you want people to. Come you get a better commission for yeah. it or something. You make more money. Um, but what's also telling is that. <laughs> The Pharmacy Guild did a media release saying how to deliver exceptional customer care with limited staff and resources. <laughs> that does not give me a huge amount of like <laughs> confidence in the pharmaceutical system. Um, but the other thing, the thing that shoots me most is actually that they, they earn less than half than doctors and half, half the money. And actually, in the end, a lot of the time the buck stops with the pharmacist because they're the last person who is just about to give out mm. the um, drugs. Mm. So if something has happened and someone's been misprescribed something or there's a toxic kind of um, interaction of drugs, pharmacists are the ones that pick that up and they're on $70,000 a year. And if they try and call the doctor, like my mom spends half a fucking week doing this chasing up idiot old doctors who have done the wrong thing, they don't even answer the phone from a pharmacist because they think they're literally like trash. Yeah, that sounds hectic. Yeah. Um, I'd like um, to take that back to the Department of Health and see what they think about that. Yeah. That's not very good. Not that anyone we know works there, but... <laughs> no, I work there. I don't care. Find me. Whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> i got other job opportunities. But I think... <clears throat> redacted, redacted, redacted. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm only 12 years from retirement, man. I can get fired. I've got plenty of... So, Jerry, you've got enough shares. Um, but the worst thing for me... So, the Pharmacy Guild, is, yes, it's powerful, and they are pretty... They're pretty greedy but at least okay pharmacy guild doesn't pretend that what they're asking for is it for patient interests that's what i hate about the ama is that they actually are talking about what they want for doctors they veil it in patients interests because they have patients as like you know the top of their priority list and they talk about refugees and all this shit um but actually they're just a middle class union and the really most simple effective unions are unions that don't actually have people at the end of their services so they can just kind of very cleanly argue for workers' rights, but it gets really, I think it's really messy when you're a union that is also dealing with people mm. because it's not, you can't cleanly argue one or the other. And like, what was the what bullshit about it's bad for patients to go into pharmacies and get some medication? Fuck off. Yes, yes. Um, hmm. So it sounds like uh, they want doctors to control the prescribing and everything so that there's no bad concoctions, but then it turns out the pharmacist just prevents that anyway, it at, anyway. End, at the end yeah. instead <laughs> yeah yeah instead the they think that they're like higher skills yeah. is what is needed but but people are going to all different doctors and two clinics don't have the same administrative system exactly and they're prescribing two different things that yeah. could be completely like and like if you're a really high risk complex comorbidities kind of patient fair enough maybe you should be going back to the doctor a lot and getting that kind of level of um you know, input. But for the average person who is probably only on a couple of medications a year, one of them is fucking an over-the-counter vitamin D because we're all idiots who work in offices. I just think it's like, it just can't be true that it's dangerous for people to go to pharmacists more and it's free. They go to fucking do- like built doctors where in Canberra there's like no bulk built doctors basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's getting less and less. Um, it's so unfair. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like, and the example you gave about the pill, like that yeah. seems like insanity. Like there's no yeah. there's no pharmacist that wouldn't be competent enough to exactly. determine who who should exactly. shouldn't be on the pill. And even when they do, you know, there's things you need to test, like for your blood pressure. Fucking pharmacists can do that. They can take your blood pressure. Mm. Like a doctor just sits down and charges you seventy dollars for that. Done that in the pharmacy and got the um yeah, yeah. Medical, medical certificates. I didn't want to go and pay seventy dollars at a doctor. I just got it for twenty five bucks. Yeah, the pharmacy. a lot of it is a lot of other free services from pharmacists are like extremely valuable, especially for people who are, you know, they're in domestic violence relationships, so they don't have time to even say where they're going to their partner, but you can like pop in if there's like in a shopping center mm. and you're out with your partner you can go in and do what you need to do and kind of ask something of a pharmacist mm. so i basically just think doctors are fucking narcissists and they're fucking deluded well, and I think so many of them bureaucratic are ones. Anyway. yeah yeah the bureaucratic ones the ones in the ama and i think most doctors are just focused on their patients and stuff and, but yeah. also just don't be catty in your media releases mm. <laughs> that's all i ask mm. it is, it's there's fun. a lot of hate for the pharmacy guild um mm. Amongst yeah, a lot of doctors. yeah, and I get that because they're just like Power. nasty businessmen. I get I get why, mm. but also like doctors bitch and whine about pharmacists getting more funding. They've had a funding freeze, and I'm just like, look, doctors are not not rich. They're fine. 
Definitely, yeah. Well, a lot of the GPs, like the ones on salaries, are getting pretty screwed. Or Yeah, I don't know. I mean, running What salary is like a doctor on? Well, usually they just get fees for each item they do, but then they'll go and work for another doctor in their practice and they'll yeah. take a salary and the practice, if they're getting you know a lot of patients through, the practice just makes heaps of money off Which these doctors. Also, and the doctors get a lot of security because they just want a salary. They don't have to care how many patients they see. If we're talking about well like, you know, patient sometimes. quality for patients then, isn't that a big red flag? Yeah, well, you got two. There's both of them, doctors' practices and pharmacies, are uh, balancing health and yeah. Um, business. Yeah, and, and the, but they're, di- they're structured differently in terms of financially and incentives, right? Mm. Yep. Uh, well, they're both financial incentives from the government or subsidies from the government, both of them. But for the customer um, to come back or the not. Customer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They do want the customer to come back, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's all bad. Like, the health health should be way less uh, deregulated, way less private, sort of more. Yeah. I reckon we should have government government Now I think about it, government and pharmacies. <laughs> Because private sector should mm. not exist. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, think about all these bloody drugs that have come out of labs that are expensive to build and mm. I don't know, you can't have it unless there's property incentives or whatever, that sort of stuff. Mm. Unless we just also have government funding for research labs too, then you won't have to worry about any of that. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's terrible that like, I mean, one of those media releases was called like, why can't we all just get along or something like that? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like literally it's this, you know, critical public service mm. protecting <clears throat> the health of the community. Yeah. And you, there's this petty kind of turf war yeah, over yeah, yeah. who should do what and like... And that people don't know that. People don't know this bullshit goes down mm, mm. among these like really respected health professionals. Yeah, yeah. And it all really comes down to government money. They don't want to pay more because health costs are just blowing out in Australia. Nowhere in the world are we fucking smashing like hundreds of dollars of drugs every year and seeing doctors and like, what, 40% of Australians have mental health problems and need mm. uh, mental health care. Like, yeah. It's just so above like any rate anywhere. Yeah, which to be clear, a pharmacy uh, can't deal with either. Um, and yeah, we've just got so many health issues we need to prevent and like address lifestyle issues that cause them because we just yeah. can't mm. cover the blowout costs and like, you know, our aged care people, I mean, they'll own the homes, but the actual doctor visits for aged care people is going to, like, double mm. in the next 20 years. Yeah. And it's going to cost a lot. It's already our biggest expense. Like, freaking people on, like, on the dole when you start is, like, nothing. It's yeah, 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 compared yeah, to yeah. Our health costs. Totally. Completely preventable. Yeah. Chronic diseases. Like, we used to have acute diseases in the 70s and stuff. And then yeah. after that, it became chronic diseases, diabetes and, uh, well, mostly, like, weight-related issues. And, yeah. Yes, it's not good. Blowing out, we've got to prevent it. Yeah. yeah. Dare I say one possible solution to save money in the health sector would be to deregulate. Um, <laughs> no, deregulate? What do you mean? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, deregulate what? Well, Like no. an economist? Well, so, I mean, like, okay, get, hear me out. Hear me out here. So, um, I mean, well, so, yeah, one example is the example that Olivia gave about pharmacists being able to do more things. So, mm. being able to provide vaccinations you know give give more detailed medical advice you know you so you, you're cutting out the unnecessary step mm. of going to the doctor when it's when it's not needed obviously you don't want it to be a complete free-for-all but yeah. you want sensible rules in place um but right. the other example regulate the stupid stuff yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. sensible regulation yeah. um but the, the other example i was going to give is uh you know covid19 has proved to everyone how good telehealth is mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like there were all these unnecessary rules preventing people from using telehealth yeah. before covid that now a thing of the past and it's, it's like the working from home revolution it's like people realized mm. they've been forced to realize Oh, this other way of doing things actually isn't mm. that bad. It can actually be really useful in a lot, for a lot of people, and you know, um, yeah. provide great benefits. You have a pharmacy that. hotline, and they just take pictures of your disgusting kid's wound or something. Yeah, that's sick. Or the color of the vomit. Easy. Very nice. There you go. Yeah. Reform. But I will say there are issues with that. Doctors are not overly happy with it. There needs to be some kind of regulation, I would say, on tele um, health because uh, if you just tell your health and all day, every day, every year, um, and you never actually visit your doctor. Your doctor picks stuff up and like asks you things. Like when you walk in over the phone, they don't realize how like you know anxious bad you your are, leg is, or yeah, how anxious true. you are, how yeah. you are, and they're like, oh, you know, like you start to have some hair fall out. They like indicate shit. Like they yeah. ask you extra questions when they see you. They yeah. get some mad vibes. Yeah, and like they know the health conditions in the area. Maybe yeah. you've <clears throat> got genetics in the area or whatever. Like yeah, and often about time. Like, they'll ask you extra things. Yeah, it's like the therapeutic relationship. So you need time yeah, with them. So after like maybe. A year of not a face to face, they probably shouldn't allow telehealth. Like, make you come in for the fourth telehealth or something, mm. or whatever. Fuck yeah, we should be regulators. <laughs> Sick. Yes, and also like telehealth, yeah, because it's so quick. Like, they just patients mm. are just getting in, getting what they want done, and then getting out. Whereas like a normal face to face consultation is like, um, 
they're really going through a whole bunch of extra shit and the patient's like no stop asking me about my damn feet no I'm, I'm hitting my elbow or something like yeah. that <laughs> um, yeah did you have anything else Libby? no that, I just wanted to shed some light on the fucking bullshit that's going down and doctors should just stop being so self-centred and stop trying to fucking buy pharmacies because mm. my parents used to own pharmacies <laughs> yes yes no that's legit that sounds that yeah. sounds reasonable. I'd like to hear a uh, rebuttal from a doctor if there's any. Oh, yeah. fuck. None. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my sister, shout out, just oh. uh, graduated as a doctor. So Ask her what she thinks Yeah, about after, this. After get her, she's a listener of the podcast, mm. so shout out to her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, get her on in a future episode maybe for a rebuttal. Yeah. Mm, what are your okay. triggers, trigger amounts, mm. trigger levels? <laughs> the whole health system is... Triggering. Triggering, yeah. Yeah. Pharmacies, yeah, should, pharmacies should be allowed to do more and obviously get paid more. Just be given more responsibility. Like if they don't deserve more money or whatever, then give them more responsibility. I don't know. Just make it yeah. a better, better deal. Better deal for the patient. important job. Um, and they got a lot of um, liabilities. Like, fucking hell, why don't they get paid for their liabilities? Like, exactly. Like drugs. They could just be selling literally, drugs on the side. Like, don't yeah. they pay people well so that they don't get corrupt? Or they're the one the- who literally hands over a potential killer drug. Very nice. Very bad. Very nice. <laughs> Not very nice. My <laughs> wife. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty triggering. Yeah, doctors need to do that. And the doctors are the biggest cost. They're the biggest blowout. So why wouldn't yeah. we? A big cost saving would be giving more responsibility to the pharmacist. Right? Yeah. Whoever's paid less. Yeah. Um, so all in all, yes, I love saving money. I'd love to pay less tax. Or we all would like to pay less tax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll give it a solid. Eight and a half. Ooh, <laughs> Less high. tax. Woo. <laughs> also, like how it feels, all three of Phil's trigger ratings have come down to expense or yeah. cost. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's your Achilles heel. We've got it. Cost is everything, my friend. All right. If you find the environment is more important than cost, you'll find that when you save money, then you have more money for the environment. Therefore, cost is more important. <laughs> I'm an economist, so I'm not going to disagree. Um, the yeah i yeah phil said it all i agree with phil completely on on yeah. all those points um yeah just the like i really enjoyed that that you know the, hearing, the, hearing those media releases because i i didn't realize how bad the mm. problem was um and just the triggered at the, the flat-out arrogance mm, of these the doctors the, disgusting. the pretentiousness disgusting. of these guys they think they're so much better than everyone else Fuck. they are <laughs> doctors <laughs> Just because they studied for 15 years yeah. doesn't mean they're better than me. Um, exactly. So, yeah. No, and, and it seems like, that, yeah, there'd be some really, like I said, you know, it's like, this is public health. It's incredibly important. Mm. We need to cooperate on this. It's Don't not, veil it in your own bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an eight and a half as well. Nice. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Cool. Great article, Olivia. How about, how about yourself? Thanks. Um, I'm pretty triggered. I'm pretty triggered. I'd say nine and a half. I used to be more triggered with than consultants, but about consultants. But um, yeah, I've kind of come to terms with that system now. So, so you're just hating on doctors. You're triggered by doctors, basically. I'm triggered by doctors. Yeah. yeah, they get shit wrong all the time. The incompetent. I just uh, hate. In my I, experience with doctors, has been quite terrible myself. I've been fucked over like so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ambiguity all the time. Like, yeah, you could deal with this, with this. Or I've had a doctor literally. Like, do what you want, I've had a doctor go on Wikipedia in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like not a bog bill doctor. Mm. This was big money. Although I have had one doctor, a really good experience with one doctor once when I had back pains. That's what it for, takes. Uh, leg pains. Um, good doctor. For like a year or two. I was still playing footy and I was like stretching my hamstrings all the time. Me like, man, my hamstrings are fucked. One day I went in because I was just limping everywhere. What and he goes, that? yeah, why the hell are you stretching your hamstrings? He got the old hammer out and banged my knee. I was like, am I in a fucking cartoon? What the hell are you the doing? The classic. That's and, what um, he did for 15 years. <laughs> and, um, and he goes, yeah, your reflex is a shot. You've got mad nerve pains because you fuck your back. Oh, yeah, okay. you got a bad spine. And I was like, oh, I thought it was my hamstrings. He's like, stop pulling your hamstrings. You're pulling, you're making your back worse. That is all the profession <laughs> is. Pharmacists could not do that. They could not get a little mm. hammer. Anyway, well, I mean, I'd been to doctors before. I mean, yeah. I went to a doctor once and was like, actually, no, that's not right. I went to a dentist once. Yeah. And was like, I've got face pains. I think I've got bad teeth. And he's like, yeah, get your wisdom teeth out. Turns out I had a sinus infection. <laughs> if I went to a yeah. doctor, maybe the doctor would have picked it also, up. Also, because... sold you. Yeah, also, yeah profit motive. Profit motive and everything. Mm, the bloody bastard the whole, dentist. I could have had my wisdom teeth still. Someone else can do a whole fucking episode on the whole wisdom teeth, like, industry. Because that, I'm sure, did not exist 50 years ago. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, well, if you're a dentist Damn. or uh, someone knowledgeable about yeah. a hater of dentists... Or a doctor. If you're a fucking surgeon, come and back yourself. Show us what you got. <laughs>
Righto. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Sorry about all that. Sorry about the swearing. Unrelated, untargeted banter anger. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. Bye. Righto. I'm feeling a little sleepy. Hubo, how about you? Yeah, I'm ready to go to bed, I reckon. Yeah, see. Good night, Australia. Night. Trigger me, Tim. I'll torture you, my friend. Trigger me, Timbers. Trigger me, Timbers, yeah. Trigger me, Timbers.